Hey sister, I'm so excited to talk to you today. So my question for you today is, what kind of diets have you tried? What type of different foods have you tried to support your fertility? Especially if you think you have PCOS or if you've been told you have PCOS. Um, and really if you're just in the infertility boat and kind of been waiting and been trying to get pregnant for a while and you're starting to have these questions of, hmm, does what I eat and drink affect getting pregnant? And my answer for you is yes, but maybe you've got a step further and you've just tried all the different fertility diets and you're just kind of overwhelmed and exhausted, grabbing at the wind at any new fad um, that you hear about, or you know maybe a friend tells you about it or you search for it online. And anyways, you're just grabbing at it in hopes that it's gonna help you. And you're kind of tired of it. And you just want to know like, what's actually going to help me and getting pregnant. So today I'm not necessarily sharing about diets, but more so about just some core foundational lifestyle food type choices. So these four tips that I'm bringing to you today are absolutely foundational in supporting a healthy cycle, healthy ovulation, healthy fertility and balanced hormones. So let's go. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. Okay, so before we get into the four favorite food tips for fertility, I want to tell you guys about something so exciting. Are you so excited? Because I'm so excited. I want you to know how excited I am. So you guys, um, if you know anything about me or about what I've been doing, I have been coaching clients one-on-one for over a year, and it has been beautiful and wonderful and just so much fun and so many like heartwarming and crying moments and just amazing moments of growth and in moving the needle for restoration for healthier cycles. I've had clients get pregnant um, and some clients have not gotten pregnant, but they have grown so much in understanding their body and in knowing exactly what they need to be doing and the lifestyle they need to live to be able to conceive. And they've got the referrals in place that are actually going to help them in their journey. So anyways, all that to say, it has been so wonderful. And, um, with all that to say, I do have three little kids. I am a stay at home mom, uh, or work at home mom and, um, I homeschool and my family and my kids are just the absolute number one priority. And you guys, well, here's, here's my priorities. Okay. My number one priority is God and serving him and my relationship with him. My second priority is my husband and connecting with him and, um, learning from him and just being together and being one. It's like a team 
in parenting and in life and in ministry, my third priority is my kids and um, just serving them and loving them. I have a goal to be the mom that they will call blessed when they're older from Proverbs 31. So I want to be really present with them. I don't have my phone out during the day uh, and working like with them. I don't do that. Um, I work in a time block in the afternoon and I'm just fully present with them. So those are like my top three goals. And then my fourth goal is you guys and getting to serve, serve my people and serve the kingdom of Jesus Christ in this way, because I know that you who are listening to this are heartbroken. I know that you're frustrated. I know that you feel unheard. I know that you think something is wrong with you, but you're not sure what it is. And no one's really been able to tell you what's wrong and like why you're not getting pregnant. I know, I know who you are because I have worked with you and I've worked with so many women like you and in your shoes and it just floors me so much. So with all that to say, I am on fire for you and to serve you with keeping the other top three priorities in my life up high, right? So what I'm doing, I know that that was like a long buildup. <laughs> what I'm doing, you guys, is I'm building a really cool type of program. It is a course. Yes, I am putting all of my heart, soul, and mind, and body, and knowledge, like everything that I know for how to serve you into a course. And you will be able to take that course, DIY, do it yourself for like a cheaper option. Or if you still want like the one-on-one calls with Becca and you want the feedback, and you want me to review all your stuff and you want me to give you personalized recommendations and suggestions for exactly where you are at in your life, you'll be able to do that. So um, it's just going to be in a different way than me giving you all the education live. So all the education is going to be in the course just so that you are getting the highest quality version of me. Um, I honestly feel like you guys, I've coached so many people. I don't even know, 20 to 30 people. And I've done this a lot. And um, it's not like I've been doing this for a million years, right? (laughs) But I I really know my stuff and I know what I'm doing. But when I am coaching people one-on-one, they get my full heart, soul, and attention but they might not get like every single thing that I know in that moment. So the perk of me putting my knowledge and my expertise into a course is that when you purchase this, you will get everything that I know. Okay. That's all I'm going to say now. I'm going to close my mouth and close my trap because (laughs) it is so much in the works. I'm really hoping, I don't know when it's going to come out. I am working really hard in all my tiny little time gaps to, um, or time blocks to to try to put this together for you guys. And I'm super duper excited. So I want you guys to stop right now and scroll down in the show notes and sign up for the wait list for this course. Okay. You are not going to want to miss it. You are, this will literally change your life. It will change the trajectory of your life. Um, it could help support you with getting pregnant and having a baby. And I just know like you need this. <laughs> so stop right now, scroll down and just get on the wait list. And I promise I will keep you up to date. This is probably too early for me to even be telling you about it, but I'm telling you about it because you need to know about it and you need to be on the wait list. So do that now. Okay. So let me dive into a word of prayer before we go into our four tips for fertility, for food. Lord Jesus, we just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing me to podcast today and uh, just share about food and how you designed it and how it actually impacts our bodies. And God, I pray that you would remind the woman listening that her body is a temple for you. And now that she's going to know these things, she 
Um, I just pray that you would convict her on the one little thing that you want her to change and the one little thing that you want her to adjust. And I pray that it would be impactful, not just for herself, but for her fertility, for her future child, for her family, Lord, that um, in the way that she prepares food and chops food for food, that this would actually impact her whole family and even her friends that she talks to about it. So I just pray that this episode would be such a blessing to her and to others. And I pray that you would speak through me, Lord, and, um, and just bring these truths that you know about food and what we put into our mouths and how it impacts our endocrine system and our hormones and our fertility. Thank you, God, for allowing me to be your spokesperson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I want to start off with a story. So you guys know my story pretty well. Um, I suffered through three miscarriages and then just got to like the lowest point in my life and realized, okay, I need to, I need to figure out what's going on. So once we met with that couple friend that I mentioned in the get to know Becca episode, go listen to that. If this is like the first time you are listening to me, cause it just shares a lot about my testimony and, um, what you guys need to know about me. Okay. So, um, so anyways, after we met with that couple friend, she gave me this book. And so this book, I went to reference it because it was really a starting place in my research towards figuring out what to do to support me being able to healthfully carry a baby. So the book is called Fertility Cycles and Nutrition. It is written by Marilyn Shannon. And this book just launched me into a path of really starting to understand how food and my lifestyle actually impacted my period, my hormones, my ability to carry a baby healthfully, which was my my main goal. I know that's your main goal too. Um, I don't necessarily agree with and support everything in the book. There are some things that um, I think are a little bit outdated and um, there's some better suggestions in there and points right now that can be utilized. But overall, it's a really great place to start for information. And um, yeah, it, it was one of the things that launched me into all of my other research and certification programs that I've been through. So these four tips that I'm giving you, some of them, like some of the framework of it is from that book. And I, trust me, I've read a lot of books. <laughs> so um, I've done a lot of things. Um, but I just wanted to share that tip with you in case that could be helpful to you. So let's kind of go into it. Okay, so my number one favorite food tip. Let's talk about organic versus not organic. I know, I know. I grew up like cringing my nose and judging everyone who bought organic <laughs> and everyone who claimed themselves crunchy. I was like, you are wasting your money. You are spending your life and your time and your money and your information on stuff that is not important. And I was judging them and I was in the wrong. So here's the truth about organic versus not organic. Here's the thing, guys. Foods that are not organic most of the time are going to be raised in a more commercialized setting. So when foods are grown and raised in a more commercialized setting, they are going to add certain things to them. So they're going to add synthetics. They're going to add preservatives. They're going to add chemicals to make that food grow faster or and or last longer. So those chemicals, those preservatives, and if we're kind of looking at like the main ingredients of the food, like if the wheat is being grown in a crop or the corn is being grown in a crop or it's strawberries being grown in the field or whatever it is, they're going to be spraying stuff on them so that way the food grows faster and it prevents insects from um, 
you know, getting in there and getting all gnarly. Now those, the thing with those insecticides and pesticides and the chemical sprays that they use to make them look all uniform and to grow faster, they're just loaded with synthetically derived chemicals. Okay. And here's what happens when those synthetically derived chemicals enter into our body and our bloodstream by us eating them. It has, it's basically what is called an endocrine disruptor. And what an endocrine disruptor does is it looks like a hormone to the body and it takes the place of our natural hormone called estrogen. So this endocrine disruptor is called a xenoestrogen. So the synthetic chemical that you are ingesting from this non-organic food is a xenoestrogen. And when you ingest it, it's going to look to your body like it's estrogen. So it takes the place in the cell receptor site of the natural estrogen. And so when natural estrogen wants to rise, it can't because there's a synthetic xenoestrogen there. And um, that's what disrupts your endocrine system. It disrupts your hormones. Okay, I know that was super geeky and sciencey, so I hope you followed that. <laughs> um, but basically, that's why non-organic food can really actually have an impact on your endocrine system and on your hormones firing and doing what they need to do. So if you're on a super duper tight budget, go for... Um, uh, you can look up on EWG, it's called the Environmental Working Group. And the Environmental Working Group is an amazing company. They do all this type of research and they come out with something called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So the Dirty Dozen are like the absolute worst foods that the EWG finds annually that you could possibly ingest because they are so loaded and laden with the amount of chemicals that is used to grow the food or put into that food. So you definitely want to avoid the Dirty Dozen like a plague. And guys, I'm telling you, it's your strawberries, it's your blueberries, it's your raspberries, like the things you're buying for yourself maybe for your kid, if you already have kids and you're struggling with fertility and maybe you don't have kids yet, really want one, like it's affecting your husband. It's, it's a lot. Okay. So check out that dirty, dirty dozen and then clean 15. Those are the foods that the EWG has found that are the cleanest options that you can get. And, um, they don't, um, they haven't used as much or very little chemicals or sprays on those foods to make or grow them. So, so if you're, if you don't want to like go crazy and you just want to take one little small step, look up the clean 15 and the dirty dozen and save it in an album photo on your phone. So that way, anytime you're grocery shopping, you can be like, Oh, let me just check this out. Like that's a baby step that you can take that will truly impact your family and your eating. Hey sister, do you want to come hang out with a group of women seeking to get pregnant just like you? Inside my free period cycle and ovulation group, you will find a safe space to finally talk about your fertility journey and not feel alone, all while being pointed back to God on this journey. Join us now on Facebook by clicking the link below in the show notes. I would love to approve your membership into the sisterhood. Also, if you haven't taken the hormone imbalance quiz yet, check it out to see what your hormones are trying to tell you based off some questions about your period. And yes, those questions are really funny and should make you laugh. The link for the quiz is also in the show notes. So just scroll on down. Okay. So my second tip is meat. Girlfriend, where are you getting your meat? Okay. I'm talking your chicken. I'm talking your eggs, your beef, your pork, your fish, like where are you getting all that meat from? And what was that? You know, that's now meat. What was that animal or fish? What was it eating? 
I know, gosh, I sound like such a crazy lady. <laughs> I'm a little bit crazy, but I know a lot of stuff <laughs> It actually makes a difference. Okay. So um, let's talk about chickens. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so tempted to just go, bop, bop, bop. can you tell I'm a toddler mom? Okay. So chickens. Wow. All right. The quality of chicken that you get does make a difference. Think about what is that chicken eating? And um, yes, it actually does make a difference. How much room does a chicken have to move in its life there? Are, and it's same thing goes for cows and pigs. Um, because I know when we think about, uh, is it, is it cage free or is it, um, farm raised or pasture raised or, um, oh, I didn't write down the other thing, but like all those little words, they all make a difference because they all indicate how much room did that animal have to move around when it was alive and humanely. Okay. Yes, that's a thing, but I'm talking about endocrine system. And there are studies that show that animals that moved around more and had more space to, to, you know, walk around and run or whatever that animal does, um, their muscle actually has more, more of the healthy fat versus the animals that were just like really contained and really trapped and had a lot less space to move around. So you really want to be able to eat an animal that has been grass fed, ideally that they were fed organic food because if the, the animal is eating not organic food, then it, you're getting that into your system too. So how much room do they have to move around? So you just kind of want to be aware of these things. If you live in an area where you can get local meat, um, typically local does do a pretty good job. It just depends on where you live. Like you want to ask questions about like, did like most of the places and most of the grocery stores um, sell meat that like they don't add hormones to meat anymore. They don't add hormones to animals anymore because they found, wow, that's a really bad thing. And there was horrible research on it. But obviously make sure it says no added growth hormones to these animals, including your milk people. That's a bonus tip. That's not in this episode, but like where are you getting your dairy from? Oh my gosh. Okay. Can't talk about that. All right. So anyways, um, it's really, really important where um, your where your stuff is coming from and how much room it had to move and what it was eating. So be mindful of all those things. Check out your local farms if you can get stuff from them um, or if you just have to get the best option that you can from your local grocery store. If you have several different grocery stores, it's, it's a worthwhile time investment to shop around and look, where can I find like the pasture-raised organic chicken? if you can. Okay. Um, and just get the best option that you can, because the best option that you can, I promise you is better than just like the cheapest chicken breast at the grocery store right now. I can guarantee you it's going to be better for you. Your body's going to process it better and it's not going to get all clogged up with those xenoestrogen endocrine disruptors that we've talked about. My tip for fish is make sure that it is wild caught and not farm raised. So when it's farm raised, that's when you go to the, I don't know what it's called, the fishery or whatever. And all of the hundreds of fish are all flopping around together and they're given like generic food. I don't know what in the same hill they give them, but I don't want to eat that. <laughs> um, so you don't want farm raised fish. You really want wild caught fish. Those are the fish that are like out in the ocean and living their best life. <laughs> Like those are the fish you want. I sound so crazy. I'm going to laugh at myself. If my mom listens to this, she's going to laugh. Oh man. Okay. My third tip is healthy fats. Oh my land y'all healthy fats are so important. So we really want to have a diet that is, um, has sufficient and plentiful omega threes. That is the healthy fat that our bodies need, our hormones need. Um, and I know 
I'm talking like in general here, this relates to like, if you have PCOS and if you, um, are just struggling with infertility, regardless of what the root cause is, like you need to have these things and these really do make a difference. Your hormones are the building blocks of, um, or sorry, your the healthy fats are the building blocks of hormones. So the hormone cell receptor sites are fat. So if your body isn't intaking healthy fat, your hormones literally can't travel and communicate and do their job. So you intaking healthy fats and getting those good omega-3s is pivotal. So important. Okay. So I'm talking like get some avocado every day, eat some fatty fish once a week, may, you know, cook with olive oil, have some nuts or seeds for snacks. It will change your life. All right. It's like worth $20 million because that could be a baby for you. Eat healthy fats. All right. Okay. My fourth tip is high protein. So what kind of protein are you eating? I'm, I said high protein and all natural. All right. So I'm not talking like you're just eating the protein bars from the grocery store and like checking the box. Like that does not count. I can promise you those protein bars, if you read the ingredient list, probably have non-organic ingredients and a lot of fillers that you don't know how to pronounce or understand. And that means that they're synthetically made in a chemical building processing, whatever, and you don't want to eat that. Okay. So when I'm talking high protein, you should be eating a lot of meat, a lot of meat, um, like meat, meat, meat. Okay. Beef jerky sticks for snacks. Make sure, um, I don't want to overwhelm me. Okay. So beef jerky sticks for snacks and just check those ingredients. Like if you don't know what it says, then avoid it like the plague and, um, you know, get, get in your eggs. If you don't have an egg intolerance, get in like ground turkey, your chicken, eggs, beef, pork, fish, like the stuff we already talked about. Um, typically if you are dealing with PCOS, this is another bonus tip. Um, I don't recommend dairy because it can be inflammatory. If you're, if you don't know like what in the world you're dealing with, I probably would avoid dairy, even though it does have beautiful fat and beautiful protein. I think it's awesome, but it can be inflammatory and that can be a root issue of a lot of, um, struggles with getting pregnant. So I would avoid that. Um, when you are pregnant, I think dairy is good and fine. What else? What else for high protein? Um, just check if you are getting a protein shake that like it's natural and organic and your body can absorb it and it doesn't have a bunch of filler stuff. Um, so be careful on protein shakes. Like I'm okay with it, but um, it just depends on what kind it is and where you got it from. And can your body like really absorb that? And your body just needs whole foods even plants and vegetables have protein in it. And those nuts and seeds are so huge. So, um, just like kind of really keep that in mind. Um, I should have put this at the beginning of the episode, but I am not a nutritionist and I am not a medical doctor. So take these words with a grain of salt. This is not medical advice. It's not nutritional advice. These are just, um, founding tips that I have found to be extremely helpful in my fertility and in the journeys, um, of the clients that I work with and the research that I've done. So, um, you can take this with a grain of salt or you can apply it to your life and see how it makes you feel. Cause oftentimes when it makes you feel better, that is a good sign and it's making, it's helping support your body and your cycle. Okay. Those are my four tips. I hope you wrote them down and I'm going to challenge you in my prayer and challenge you right now to, I want you to pick one thing that you are going to do differently. Because if you listen to this whole episode and you don't do anything with it, nothing is going to change for you. <laughs> And that's really sad. And that's not why you're here. You're here because you're hungry and you want answers and I'm giving you answers. Okay. So my four tips were organic food, meat, where are you getting your meat from? Healthy fats, 
and high protein, organic meat, healthy fat, high protein. And I want you to just take a moment and pray after this and ask the Lord, okay, God, organic meat, healthy fat, high protein. What are you pressing on my heart that I need to do for my body? Because God is your ultimate doctor and you need to consult with him about what he is guiding you to do for your next right step. Okay. So before we pray and wrap up, have you gotten on the wait list for my course yet? You want to get on the wait list. I promise it is going to change your life. It could change just the legacy of your life. It could change future generations. I am not kidding. This course is going to change your life. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the name is yet because I might change it just a little bit, but you want to get on that wait list. So go do that right now and let me pray for you guys. Lord Jesus, I just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing me to share these just incredible tips. And I know they sound so simple and so fluffy, but I just pray to this woman that you would just really, really press on her heart like, hey, this is not fluffy and I want you to do this. And I pray that she would be obedient to that, Lord. And I ask that um, I ask that you would just so bless her um, choice of obedience and taking her next right step to support her body um, as a temple that you are indwelling. And I just pray for healing and restoration in her body and in her cycles. And I pray for a healthy ovulation and healthy conception for this woman, Lord. I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.